breaking the traditions of man and severing soul ties and cords. Why? They make the word of God of no effect and bind us to the adversary. By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. The promise that we, as Abraham's seed, are to be heirs of the world has not yet been fulfilled. Through Isaiah, God who is the same today as yesterday said, Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Void means empty, without fruit. The promises of God are sure, but we have simply not experienced them. Why? The scriptures once again answer our question. Mark chapter 7 verse 13 making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. What is tradition? Anything we do repeatedly that does not have truth as its foundation. Tradition, therefore, stems from our intellect. Where, then, does our intellect come from? This world's thinking. We traditionally do what we're taught by the world's systems. Yet where did the knowledge come from in the first place? that Jesus said has been passed down to us through the ages. Remember, Eve ate from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil and fed it to Adam. We, as their descendants, have been chewing on the wrong knowledge ever since. Therefore, all the existing systems of this world, its governments, banking, education, and culture, have stemmed from that original knowledge, from the same evil source, Is it any wonder that the world around us is so corrupt, wicked, cruel, and lawlessly evil? Satan is their owner, and we traditionally continue to do what Satan knowledge has taught us. We must instead choose the tree of life or seek the mind of Christ and begin to walk in the knowledge of God so his word can be effective and the promises be fulfilled. So we can see it is not only the traditional church that harbors tradition. Look at the world's accepted traditional social behavior, their traditional methods of selecting world leaders, or how they choose the traditionally best accepted colleges, etc. They, without knowing it, have traditionally supported the wrong side of the supernatural, and these traditional choices have been passed on from generation to generation binding today's people solidly to the tree of good and evil and all that belongs to that family tree. In other words, the traditions of man bind us to the soul realm and place us under the influence of the enemy. Our thinking is so warped. For instance, to the mind of a person bound to the tree of good and evil, seeking knowledge from a psychic or fortune teller seems quite natural. To rebelliously ignore the laws of the land as well as the laws of God that are handwritten on our hearts and minds is also acceptable to those driven by traditional thinking and held captive by the resulting soul ties to this tainted world. So traditions are the way we have been traditionally doing things in every area of our life. 
therefore trying us to Satan's will, causing us to ignore the Lord's knowledge, causing failure. We must therefore change from the traditional way we've been doing things to how Scripture, the will of God, would have us do them if we want to be the benefactors of God's covenants and promises. We must break the cords to this Adamic thinking and all soul ties to our old ways. Proverbs chapter 5 verse 22 His own iniquities entrap the wicked man and he is caught in the cords of his sin. What then are soul ties? They are cords or ties designed by the enemy to hold us captive in the soul realm where Satan is the prince. It is to set us free that the Lord encourages us to walk in the spirit as our spirits relate to the spirit of God. Why our souls respond comfortably to this soulish realm and its master. To accomplish walking in the spirit, we must first sever or loose all that has us bound to the carnality of this world. This includes cutting soul ties to not only the world systems, but its people that are not born again, sanctified, or ones set aside for God's kingdom. We should minister and be loving towards all people, but if we are attached, then the enemy that lives in their atmosphere has a perfect right to us also. It gets worse. If we're at the same time attached to God's people, vessels set aside for His work, even though they may be trying very hard to make a holy walk, they too become fair game for the enemy's influence through our soulish ties to the world. This is Satan's favorite way of holding us back spiritually, a truly ingenious plan. He uses the things that meant the most to us, loved ones, careers, the pleasures of this world, etc. Anything that will bind us to this realm so he can feed on others through us and us through them. We actually hold each other captive to the enemy through these unrighteous cords and soul ties. For the most part, humanity is as bound in these soul ties and cords as a kitten in a ball of yarn. We badly need to be set free to grow and mature into a body of people Christ can truly function through, unhindered, to build a new heaven and new earth. How is this freedom accomplished? What is our personal role in all of this? God warns us all through Scripture to cut off or separate from the unclean or defiled. We must determine what and who God considers unclean and what is actually meant by the command to separate. Let us begin our study of separation by reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. If we look up the word separate in the American Heritage Dictionary, it says, to set or keep apart, disunite, differentiate, discriminate between, part company. In the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, it translates separation as, disperse, divide, sever self, hold aloof, set aside, consecrate. In the Greek section of the Strong's Dictionary, the definition of separate is set off in boundary, limit, exclude, sever, denotes departure. 
Cessation. When speaking of separation to God, such as those set in office in the church, all the above applies plus, bound, marked out, decreed, specified, limited, ordained. As a side note to leaders, not only are you to be separate, but holy as well. The number for holy in the Greek in the Shongs, by the way, is 6918, set apart, dedicated to sacred purpose, clean, morally or ceremonially pure. Holiness is separation from everything profane, defiling and dedication to the pure. This even includes family, friends, worldly entertainment, carnal situations of any kind, etc. Psalm chapter 4 verse 3 But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Traditionally, the church has taught we must accept our families no matter what, even putting them first in our lives and service to God second. But Luke chapter 14 verses 26 through 27 says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross or make these sacrifices and come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke chapter 18 verses 29 through 30. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. So we separate by breaking ties to anyone not walking in truth, even in our families. Again, We are not unkind or argumentative. We, as God's children, must manifest the fruit of the Spirit towards all people, but in our hearts and minds we are connected only to the kingdom of God. Now let us look at Revelation chapter 17, verses 4 through 5. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon, the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and of the abominations of the earth. In her are all the ancient secrets, the world's religions, and secrets organizations. As we study Revelation further, we see, not only do we separate from Babylon, the world's churches and secret organizations, we separate from its governments as well. Revelation chapter 19 verse 19 says, And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gather together to make war against him, Jesus, who sat on the horse and against his army. So God's people are to sever all cords to sin and iniquity Period. If we look at the definition of the word cord, in the dictionary it says, 
any influence, feelings, or force that binds or restrains. Satan influenced Eve, for instance, with his knowledge, binding her to him. In the Hebrew word cord is translated as a rope, a measuring line, a district, inheritance, as measured, noose, a company as tied together, throw, parturition, ruin, to wind tightly, as a rope, to bind, as a pledge or covenant. So we can see there are cords that bind us to our word, so making a pledge is serious. We must therefore keep our promises, because God sees them as covenants, promises that must be fulfilled. If the pledge is not honored, the Lord sees you as one bringing ruin, as those attached to you would also become bound in these unrighteous cords. There are two different types of cords, righteous and unrighteous. The righteous cords mentioned are gentle cords of love, Hosea chapter 11 verse 4, silver cords, the cord of life, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 6, and the threefold cord, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12. The unrighteous cords mentioned are cords of affliction, Job chapter 36 verse 8, cords of the wicked, Psalm chapter 129 verse 4, cords of sin, Proverbs chapter 5 verse 22, and the cords of vanity, Isaiah chapter 5 verse 18. So let us ask ourselves, what are we bound to? Are we bound to the righteous or the unrighteous? Understand, cords not only bind, but they feed. They function like an umbilical cord that nourishes a baby fetus, or in this case, a born-again Christian. Since these different cords are umbilical in nature, it is easy to understand why we should not be connected to unrighteous people. If we, being righteous, are connected to someone unrighteous, essentially we're being fed iniquity, and they, being unrighteous, literally suck the life force out of us. Life is in the blood. So Adam's life is in the blood of the unrighteous, and Christ's life is in those born through him. So be careful. The cords attached to us are a source of life or death. One last thought. The word hope, 8615 in the Strong's Hebrew, is also translated as cord and rope. So hope is a rope or cord that binds us to an object, thing, or person we have hope in. Eve chose knowledge from the tree of good and evil, or Satan, in hope it would make her wise and able to choose for herself what was good or evil. Her hope was a rope to a creature in direct opposition to God's thoughts and ways and intent in the destruction of humanity. Through cords to Satan, we destroy the planet, steal, corrupt, and kill one another. We have therefore become the predators of all creation, and like the adversary, totally out of harmony with God's thoughts and ways. But here is good news. When born again, the rope to the enemy is severed, as we are retrained through Scripture 
and regain hope from the knowledge of God. Our cord or rope to God brings life. Now we begin to interact with others through godly principles and restoration begins. As we mature in truth, all cords of iniquity will be broken to the world and its people. The way we traditionally did things as Adam will change. Our hope or rope is now in God. The word of God will be in effect and his covenants and promises fulfilled. We will be freed of the cords and soul ties that held us captive to time and this realm. Freed also from the traditions that held back God's promises. We will finally be released into the glorious freedom or liberty of the children of God. Christ in us truly our hope of glory. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Romans chapter 8 verse 21 Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God.